Welcome to AM Best Audio. The ongoing war in Ukraine, the pandemic, record high inflation, and unstoppable global warming are just a few of the many known risks companies face today. But also on their radar are a host of less known emerging risks, such as crypto liability and cybersecurity threats to quantum computing, according to Swiss Re's latest Sonar Emerging Risk Report. I'm Lori Chortis, Brand TV. Joining me now to talk about those and other emerging risks and the ways companies are strengthening their global resilience is Marin Bodeschantz, the risk manager with Swiss Re's Group Qualitative Risk Management Team. Marin, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Lori. Can you tell us about Swiss Re's Sonar Emerging Risk Report and what it examines? Sure. So Swiss Re's Sonar Report is our publication through which we share some of Swiss Re's latest emerging risk insights. And these insights are based on early signals, signals that our experts collect in the company throughout the year. Um, our goal with the report is really to highlight some new emerging risk developments in order to raise awareness, to engage in dialogue, and also to inspire action. And this year actually is a very special year for us because it marks the 10th anniversary of our SONAR report. So we are ha very happy to celebrate that this year. What are some of the biggest emerging risks that are now top of mind for risk experts and global leaders? Yeah, so I would say this year's SONAR report comes at a very difficult time. So as you said, we still have an ongoing pandemic. We face a geopolitical crisis and there's also inflation. And all of this comes on top really of already existing long-term challenges such as climate change. So against this background, this year's SONAR report includes several emerging risk themes and trend spotlights. And three of the ones that we really rate as potentially having a high impact on the insurance industry going forward are, first of all, the thawing of permafrost that can accelerate climate, but also life and health and infrastructure risk. Second of all, the increase in uh, prices and also raw material shortages that can lead to new challenges in construction and also potentially deterioration in building quality. And finally, quantum computing, a topic where we in our industry might see some risks um, materializing before we actually benefit some, from, from one of the, some of the upsides. So what are you seeing around climate-related risk and melting permafrost? Sure. So uh, to go a bit back, so climate change is an emerge, has been identified by Swiss Re as an emerging risk, risk already in the late 70s. And also in the past few years in our SONAR report, we've highlighted different emerging risk aspects and uncertainties about climate change and global warming. So this year, for instance, we've featured uh, a topic on decarbonization in the shipping industry. Um, so the shipping industry currently accounts for around 3% of global greenhouse gas emissions. And in order to be able to decarbonize, the sector needs to switch to new, more low carbon fuels. And this comes with new challenges, but also opportunities for the insurance industry. Looking at permafrost, um, I think, first of all, by definition, permafrost is ground that is frozen. So at zero or below zero degrees Celsius for at least two consecutive years. 
And when permafrost starts to thaw, this comes with several risks. So first of all, thawing permafrost can increase, so can can decrease slope stability and also impact um, ground properties. So this means when permafrost thaws, we can all of a sudden see rock slide, rock falls in mountainous regions, but also property damage and and private. Uh, public infrastructure damage, for instance, damage to railway tracks um, in, in, in flatter areas. In addition to those risks, um, the thawing of permafrost can also release toxic substances and pathogens, which can then, of course, lead to significant life and health risks. And I would say really worryingly, um, there is a lot of greenhouse gases stored in permafrost. So when permafrost starts thawing, this can actually create a vicious start, kick off a vicious cycle. So actually when permafrost thaws, greenhouse gases are released, which can then lead to um, even more climate change and then in turn thawing permafrost. So it is estimated that around 1,400 gigatons of carbon are stored in permafrost today. And just to, to put this a bit in context, this is four times the amount of carbon that has been emitted by humans since the Industrial Revolution. Looking at crypto, what emerging risk related to crypto liability are on the minds of risk experts and leaders today? So I think um, there has been a lot of hype around crypto assets in recent years and also months. Hype means that um, there have been very big promises and also expectations, and it's still unclear which of them will actually hold. And when looking at crypto assets, first of all, we felt that it's very valuable to distinguish between different forms of crypto assets because crypto assets go beyond cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin is Bitcoin probably the most prominent um, cryptocurrency. They are also next to cryptocurrencies so-called tokens. So um, uh, basically uh, those tokens grant you access rights or property rights to certain virtual or real world assets. And when we look at this landscape, we can see that the, the, the landscape is very, very diverse. And depending on what you look at, there are also different implications for the insurance industry. So from an investment perspective, also recent, so crypto assets are very risky. And um, I think recent price tops in cryptocurrencies have really underlined that. And, and we see how volatile those, those assets can be. In addition, there are also very high regulatory uncertainties still, and there are also significant concerns about sustainability of those assets, in particular because of the high energy demand of the required server infrastructure. So as of today, we are not aware of any insurance company that has made significant investments in crypto assets. From an underwriting perspective, we think that crypto assets may, may, might impact some existing covers. So one example that one can think of is that if an insured company um, ha is heavily invested in cryptos or um, is very much engaged and then there is a significant price drop, 
this might actually even threaten the company's viability and thus trigger credit and surety claims. A very different example is when we look at tokenized material assets. So for instance, um, there's cases where physical artworks from famous painter is tokenized and then one can get a token, so a property right to a fraction of that artwork. And in such cases, we of course still need to store the physical asset somewhere and it also needs to be insured. And if this is something that gains traction, then one could imagine that lots of very valuables are stored in, similar, in, in, the, in one place and that we then face an accumulation risk. Turning to another risk, the commercial space market, what risks are you seeing there and along with private companies building and launching satellites and rockets? So I think one can see also in the news right now that the commercial space market is really gaining traction. So I just read that last Sunday in Australia, NASA for the very first time actually launched a space rocket from a private spaceport there. And if we look at the numbers, so it is estimated that the, 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 the commercial space market will actually grow to 1 trillion US dollars by so the value of the market to 1 trillion US dollars by 2040, up from 350 billion US dollars where it's estimated to be currently. And with this really growing market size, there can also, of course, be significant growth in demand for related um, risk transfer solutions. So on the one hand side for risk transfer solutions for really the activities in outer space, but also on the other hand side for the necessary infrastructure back on Earth. And I think one key risk we are seeing there is really the risk of spaces getting ever more crowded and then potentially objects in space having a collision. So we see right now that satellites, space stations, rockets, and especially also debris, the amount of space debris is growing, and then the risk of them having collisions is increasing. So in that context, um, we, we would highlight that uh, it, it will be very important um, to have effective national and international regulations for that space in order to manage that kind of risk. Today's computers offer many benefits, including sophisticated weather modeling and advanced financial analysis. But what risk does quantum computing present? And are there growing cyber threats? being made to those systems. Yeah, so the quantum computing promise, let's say, is that quantum, com so that computing power may increase exponentially. And that, at first sight, is very exciting news for the insurance industry because it might allow us to run much more complex models than we can today and thus also uh, tackle real-world challenges in a different way. However, we see that really the larger scale application in business context still faces many hurdles. So for instance, quantum computers require very ultra low, very stable temperatures in order to be able to function and also have a very high energy demand. So it is likely that the commercial application is still a bit further out. However, potential risks coming from quantum computing might have already arrive a bit earlier. And I think one of the biggest risks that we face there is really the 
the risk that quantum computing at some point might be able to uh, hack standard encryption keys. So the encryption keys that we use in our daily internet communication, in online banking, but also in e-commerce. And if those encryption keys can be hacked, this can, of course, come with significant impacts for cyber insurance and also for business interruption. And of course, then this could also have operational impacts for insurance companies if they themselves or third-party suppliers might experience data breaches. What other types of emerging and ongoing political risks, such as the war in Ukraine and risks like the pandemic and inflation do global leaders now face? And what steps are they taking to mitigate those risks and strengthen their global resilience? Yeah, I think the war in Ukraine is really at the top of minds right now, and it comes with many implications. For example, with implications on energy security and also food security. So two topics we've been monitoring closely. At the same time, um, as you say, we, we still have an ongoing pandemic and um, uh, risks resulting from there. Uh, Pandemic is actually an, an, an risk area that we have highlighted many times in the past, so different aspects around it in our sonar report. So already in our very first sonar report in 2013, we featured an article on emerging infectious disease. And um, I think as highlighted in this year's sonar report, it is very important to be aware that the question right now is not whether there will be a next pandemic also after COVID-19, but when this pandemic will take place. So actually when looking at emerging risks and the changes in the risk horizon, it's also not the most important thing to get the predictions 100% uh, correct, but to make sure that we actually start with, with preparation and prevention. So when looking at the COVID-19 pandemic, for instance, this would mean that really taking the lessons learned from COVID-19 seriously and also make use of them in order to be better prepared and be able to react better once the next pandemic hits. So Merid, what is the long-term potential of these and other emerging risks and what role do insurers and reinsurers play in building societal resilience and increasing awareness about these risks? Yeah, so I think insurers do shoulder some of the risks that individuals and also businesses face. And by doing so, they can really contribute to making the world more resilient on the one hand, and on the other hand, also to fostering innovation. I think climate change is a very good example for that. So we can see that insurance coverages can enhance disaster resilience and thus help uh, dealing with the impacts of climate change. And in addition to that, when looking at the transition to a net zero economy, um, climate insurance also plays a very important role in de-risking some of the investments, enabling the scaling of low carbon infrastructure. Um, and in addition to, to this role of, 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 of transferring risks and, and supporting with risk coverages. I think a very important role that the insurance industry can play is also um, supporting with its risk knowledge. So um, seeking dialogue with various stakeholders from businesses to public entities, but also individuals and raise risk awareness and also inspire action. 
And I think for us, the um, Sonar report is exactly one example here at Swiss Re of how we try to do so. Marin, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you, Laurie. That was Marin Bodenschatz, Risk Manager from Swiss Re's Group Qualitative Risk Management Team. For AMBAS TV, I'm Laurie Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.